My name is Daphne, founder and host of 98%. 98% originates from one statistic that only 2% of collegiate athletes go pro. Then it hit me, what happens to the other 98%? This platform will be sharing amazing stories from former collegiate and pro athletes who are navigating life after sports. We are here to celebrate their journey and share experiences to encourage and inspire. You never know who will hear your story and be impacted by your journey. Welcome to 98%. So my guest today is Jessie May. Come on in. Hi, you? you look great. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, in fact, actually, Dr. <laughs> Jessica <laughs> and Jessie May. Yes, we do. <laughs> Come you. on now. Put some respect on your name. Doctor. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so you ran track at... I ran track at OU for mm -hmm. one year, and then I transferred to University of Illinois. So I claimed Illinois all the way. Okay. <laughs> yes, I pulled. <laughs> I pulled all your stats from <laughs> Illinois. We're gonna read them out right now because oh, wow. okay. <laughs> because Doctor Jessica <laughs> was about her business. <laughs> so in 2014, I think that's when you graduated, yeah. right? You qualified for the NCAA championships in the 400 meter hurdles. And you clocked the 10th fastest, four, 10th fastest 400 meter hurdle time in school history. Yes. Go ahead, sis. And then you, second team, all American, academic, all big 10, all <laughs> academic. Like, so, yeah. so you, you went to school. Yes. You went to school to go to school. Yeah, you know, and honestly, like, it was just God's blessing. Like, I, if you would have asked me when I graduated high school if I would have had that type of success, I would have probably looked at you like you're crazy. And, you know, it was, it was one heck of a ride, and I loved every minute of it. Yeah. And, you know, it was just great to kind of see, like, my potential go as far as it did. Yeah. So, you know, and I have friends and family and a great support team and coaches who helped me along the way as well. So it wasn't just, like, me alone. Like, like I said, it's just... I think it's God's grace, honestly. And like, honestly, what can we do? What can we do? What can we do without God's grace? <laughs> um, how did you get into track? It's a really interesting story, so I, I really want people to hear it. <laughs> so. so it's actually a funny story. Um, I actually don't like running. I never really did. Um, it kind of grew on me over time, but I was a cheerleader in high school for like one year, and my older sister ran track, and she was really good as well. I think she went to state and she ran track, ended up running track at SMU. So um, my high school coach was like, hey, um, he went up to my cheer coach and he was like, hey, Jessica, she needs to come join us at track practice. I looked up her sister and she ran track, so she needs to run too. And I was just always like, go and hide. And that happened for like two weeks straight. So he would come to our practice and try to find me. And I would literally go hide in like the locker room. And then one day my cheer coach was just like, you need to go to the practice. And so I went and I ran and like, I did really, really well. I was actually very shocked and it was extremely exhausting. And I was like, oh my God, I hate this. And <laughs> my coach was like, actually, I think you'd be like really good at it. So I just stuck with it. And I was kind of over like cheerleading anyway. Like I was like, it's not gonna like take me anywhere I really wanna go. So yeah, that's how it kind of started. I was kind of like, like the sucked into it. Sucked into it? <laughs> yeah. Did you have a coach? I did. I had like, honestly, I have multiple coaches. Like, I don't think I can just put it on one that mm -hmm. like 
really molded me to who I am. I would say I had my coach Nanez, um, he was my high school coach and we are still so close to the date, like he's actually one of my closest friends. Um, I would say there's one coach in particular that helped me at the start, two actually. It was this random, and I hate to say it, this random white man. He just <laughs> was at the track one day and he was doing hurdles and I, I did hurdles as well. And he was like, hey, let me help you with your technique. And I was like, okay, like, why do you want to help me? But anywho, he was helping me. It was like really great that first session. And then ever since after that, he would just volunteer his time and come help me for like my junior year. Every day, I think around like 5 p.m., he would Mm -hmm. just pull up and volunteer and just help me like one-on-one. So I kind of got like two practices in a day. Yeah. Did you, like, was he somebody? He actually was. He's Lex. I had to look him up one day and his name is Lex Butler. He was like an All-American, like at Colorado. I had no idea when I was in high school. Like, he was the truth. So I was just like, this man really took time to like come and coach me unprovoked. And like, I'm so thankful for him. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's just people who help you along the way and they don't really have to. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, like that's huge in life. Like, so he just... It's great. That's so great to have people <laughs> pour into you. Yeah. Right? It's, it's needed. Um, so. so you went to OU and then you transferred. Talk about that transfer experience. Okay. So that was actually like very stressful and on a whim. I think that whole situation actually happened in like two weeks tops. Okay. So my coach who recruited me left. And a lot of times, you know, when you have a coaching change, your scholarship for the next year is not guaranteed. And that year, my freshman year, I did not do well at all. Mm-hmm. And so I was on a full ride and with not performing, it kind of leaves like your scholarship in limbo. Yeah. So I kind of felt like whoever's coming in, I don't think they're gonna really like me. I don't think this is a fit for me. Like the school culture, I didn't really like too much. So basically um, my coach had a friend at Illinois, her name's Tanja Bailey and she asked me to come on a visit. i never forget, it was 4th of July weekend. I went and visited and I was like, okay, you know what? This is cool, I like it. Like, you know, the girls are really nice. The campus is really cool. It's in the middle of nowhere, but it is what it is. And um, she offered me a scholarship and I said, okay, let's go, let's do it. And it's funny because I never told my family at the time. They didn't even, they had no idea I was even in Illinois. So I called my dad what? and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I called my dad and I'm like, hey dad, um, I'm transferring. And he ripped me a new one. He was like, what do you mean? How could you, this, that, and the other? And then he calls me back 10 minutes later and he's like, you know what? I like this school. It's top 10 public school in the country. You can, yeah, he was like, you can go. You have my blessing. So (laughs) that is how I ended up in Illinois. And honestly, that transition, it was stressful, but it was one of the best decisions I ever made in my life. That's awesome. I, um, you know, you hear stories of people uh, transferring but it takes like six months or a year to get the release and it's crazy and then they're they miss out on eligibility and I'm so glad that that process happened yeah pretty smoothly for you it was and that's not like you said it's not always the case so I got really lucky and you know I did have the support from my OU coaches to kind of make that transition transition Mm -hmm. so um, many people like you said are not lucky and a lot of times if your school is kind of salty towards you which that happens a lot they will drag it out they will try to take away your eligibility especially if you're in one of those headcount sports like football men's basketball Mm -hmm. you know if you're one of their athletes that they really don't want to let go they will make it so difficult for you yeah so so what did you study biology 
Because you know you're you're a doctor. <laughs> Let's talk about it. What is there to talk about? <laughs> so so what are you a doctor of? Uh, <laughs> dentistry. Please, you're you're hilarious. <laughs> dentistry. <laughs> I'm a dentist. So so why did you choose dentistry? Um, honestly, it was either this or dermatology, and I love like cosmetics. I ultimately I love helping people. But I'm not gonna lie, I just didn't want to go to school that long. <laughs> but no, all jokes aside, like I was like, okay, these two career fields have like a great work-life balance. Let me kind of go see which one fits me the best. And dentistry was just really cool, and I really like how the dentist was like interactive and like talking to all his patients, and he just seemed so bubbly and lively. And I was like, okay, bet I can do this. <laughs> you are a bubbly and lively person. <laughs> I can, <laughs> I can attest to that. Thank you. So, what uh, what characteristics from the track world did you bring into med school or dentistry school? I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. I would say resilience, definitely um, perseverance, hard work. Um, I don't know what the word is for like not settling, but I feel like the hard work, the resilience, and the perseverance, I can say I directly got that from track. Mm -hmm. And it kind of translated into my career because it kind of always kept me like looking for like the next step or looking for like things I can do to like be better. How can I build my own thing and do my own thing or, you know, and how it is hard work. It is a lot of hard work to go through dental school all four years every single day school from yeah. like eight to five like that's not an easy task you know so it definitely gave me like the resilience and perseverance I needed to kind of push through and start my career yeah. yeah wow so you said something like don't settle yeah right that's like not being um, comfortable with where you're at yeah how has not being comfortable propelled you into success? Um, so I think success is relative. So like, I guess success for me, for, for yeah, so success for me would be um, kind of my job hunt after dental school was not easy. Um, there were a lot of jobs that kind of were, kind of treated you like a workhorse, you know, didn't have much autonomy and kind of just funnel you in and out and I knew like, working for like a corporation was just never for me. It's not something I would want to do. So I had to like really hunt for a private practice position. And through that, I met one of my closest, well, I rekindled with one of my closest guy friends. His name's Dr. Lee. And I was able to work for him for about a year. And then he, we actually ended up partnering on our own office. So, you know, I think if I, would have settled for a job at like any corporate, which is not nothing wrong. Some people like that and that's okay. I just know that it's like not for me. Yeah. So I think me like kind of not getting comfortable and settling for a job that's kind of like considered eight to five or whatever you want to call it. I think that allowed me to kind of find opportunities that probably took a little more work to find, but it's just worth it in the end. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Dr. Jessica. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You have your own practice. I do. At 28. I do, 29. 29. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I just started this summer, so it's definitely still building from the works, but yeah, I do. Okay, so everybody go get your teeth 
cleaned over here. <laughs> Whitewood Dental. There we go, Whitewood Dental. <laughs> That's amazing. Thank you. What advice do you have for um, an athlete that wants to get into medicine, knowing that you have to have good grades? You know, <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no if ands and buts about it. Yeah. Um, I would say the biggest thing is time management. Um, really being focused, like not having any distractions, which sounds so general, but it really is a huge deal because, you know, you have practice and then you are taking classes that are science-based and, you know, those are not easy. You have labs that are about four hours long, like, and then you go to straight to practice and wash, rinse, repeat. Mm -hmm. So I would say um, the biggest thing is time management, hard work, and perseverance, and don't get discouraged at all. You know, it's a journey, it's not a sprint. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> um, it's a journey, not a sprint. So um, there are going to be failures along the way. And I remember my first few science classes, I got C's. You know, and it was definitely a reality check of put your phone up when you in the library. <laughs> like the small things like that. Like focus and, you know, go to practice, come home. Don't go to that party. Maybe you should stay in and study for that biochem test that you have coming up. So. I think focusing on what's important for now and kind of delayed gratification is the number one thing that I would say. Wow, that's no, that's sound advice. And it's it's really interesting because I was a science major, well, came in engineering. <laughs> then we switched to sciences, so I was bio um, for about three years when my grades just were, were suffering. And that was because of this injury that I, that I had to endure. And then, um, I was like, dang, let me just change my major to sociology, and then I'll, I'll go back to school after I graduate and do my post back. Yeah. And um, then I realized I'm not, I don't, I don't want to do this no more. <laughs> so like, I'm literally so, I'm so amazed and in awe of those who actually continue on <laughs> to get their, whatever science, you know, yeah. education that they want to get, and yeah. the fact that you have doctor <laughs> next to your name um it's just it's an it's an incredible accomplishment especially knowing what you had to um to achieve while you were in school as an athlete putting 20 hours a week to training if not more yeah. <laughs> right yeah. um study hall hours and and traveling like that's that's a lot and then to be able to come out and say that like i did it right I don't think it really hit me to like say all that until I was like completely done with school. Yeah. And then people would be like, so you went to college and you were all American and then you got into dental school and then this happened and this. And I was just like, yeah, I guess it did. I just never really like, I guess everything happened so fast. I just yeah. never really took a moment to be like, okay, I, I did do that. But you know, like I said, it's, it was a journey and like it was, it was just worth everything. And like I said, without God's grace, I don't think I would have been able to do any of yeah. that at all, so. So, who's your greatest influence? My greatest influence? That's hard. Yeah. I, I would say my older sister, for sure. She's an ER doctor too and she ran track and I feel like I kind of followed in her footsteps. So I would definitely say my older sister. I love that. Yeah. I love that, you all seem close. Yeah, we're the best friend. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Um, Jesse, I just want to thank you so much for coming onto the show and sharing your story. Uh, we have a game. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared. We're going to give you a set of headphones, and I'm going to have a card with some phrases, 
and I'm gonna say them to you, but you won't be able to hear what I'm saying, and you're gonna have music in your ears, okay. and you're gonna have to repeat what you think I'm saying to you. Okay. Got it? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. Don't judge a book by its cover. Did you have pasta for lunch? <laughs> no. Okay. Let's try again. Okay. <laughs> Don't judge a book by its cover. Um. Did you drive to get here? <laughs> Am I really bad? You're not too bad. Okay. <laughs> One more time. I'm gonna, let me let you know. Okay, okay. Don't judge a book by its cover. Do I like coming on the show? <laughs> <laughs> Did you enjoy yourself on the show? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, I got show. But no, it was... um. Don't judge a book by its cover. Oh, wow. Okay, that was off. <laughs> no, that okay. was really good. Um, Jesse, I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. And I know that it's going to impact others who are listening. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. <laughs>